What's poppin' everybody? This is Logan Murdoch from Real Ones, and I have some big news to share. On Saturday, February 18th, the Ringer NBA show will be hitting the road for All-Star Weekend for a live show in Salt Lake City. You heard that right. We are taping the pod in front of a live audience in Salt Lake next month, and we want you to join us. Pull up on us at the Stateroom in the heart of downtown Salt Lake. You can grab your tickets now at thestateroom.com. That's thestateroom.com. Doors open at 9 o'clock. Show is at 10. It's going to be a 21 and up event. Come hang with the gang and chat. Mid-season updates, draft preview, and even have a Q&A with us. Space is limited, so grab your tickets while they last at thestateroom.com or click the link in the description of this show. Hope to see y'all in there. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here, Raja Bell there. Ra, I'm getting ready for Salt Lake. Gonna miss you there, pal. But I'm getting ready for Salt Lake. And me and um, Third Eye Kai were talking before you got onto the Zoom call just about All-Star and he brought up the dunk contest and was like, yo, man, I don't know who's in the dunk contest and I don't know none of these people in the dunk contest. And I'm like, me neither. I went to go look at the at the at the at the participants. I don't know. But then I go to the three point contest, which is your wheelhouse. And I see the Jason Tatums of the world. I see all of these names. Um, I see Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, Dame Lillard. You know, Anthony Simons, Buddy Healed, right? And I'm thinking like, oh, wait, the three-point context, excuse me, is now the the cat's meow of the all-star uh, festivities. And um, this got me wondering, like, what does this say about where we're going as uh, as a league? Because when you were growing up and when I was growing up, the dunk contest was it. It was it. That's what we were doing. Vince Carter's going in a dunk contest, right? And, um, you know, Kobe's going in a dunk contest. And I just don't know where we went. Where, where, why, why are we here right now? And, and are you a fan of this? Where, where, are you, where do you fit on the spectrum of where people... Where do, you, where do you fit in this? Yeah, I mean, I'd be... It would be disingenuous for me to say that I'm not a little sad that the dunk competition isn't the crown jewel of the All-Star Weekend. I mean, I can remember as a kid being somewhere doing something I probably wasn't supposed to be doing and looking down or looking around and being like, yo, what time is it? Yo, I got to get home, bro. They're about to start dunking. Like we got to go. 
you know, I, I like racing to the crib so you could like throw the VHS in and try to tape the dunk competition was, was a real thing. And, uh, you know, big names showed up to do it. Like you were going to see the MJs and the Neeks and the Vince Carters. I mean, you know, I, it, it, those were the glory days. Now I'm not totally upset that the three point competition is, is popping like it is like, because quite frankly, I was never going to be in a dunk competition. So, bro, show some, show, put some respect on your name, bro. You could, you could, you never did like a between it. What's the best dunk you've ever done with a trick? Nah, between the legs, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was, I was 360 okay. and I was windmilling. I was doing stuff like that. But like the freaky, the freaky stuff, I wasn't, it wasn't even in my mind to try it. Like I, in that era, there weren't too many of us thinking about going between the legs. So, but like the three point, what it means, Logan, is that, you know, the league, has now, over the last, I don't know how many years, I mean, you know, the, the emphasis on the three ball and, you know, a- analytics and the need for everyone to be able to be out there for the most part and knock down the three has created this culture where that's the most exciting thing. Like you're, you're, you're pulling from half court, right? And, you know, we're, we're coming down and, you know, we're, we're, playing pick and roll with a big seven foot three dude who catches that draw and, and he, he splashes a three. Like that's, that's what's, that's what the game is now. And so it's kind of organic that the three point competition is going to be the thing to watch. Stars want to play in it. The other thing that led to that was like, boys didn't want to be, it doesn't take a ton of stuff out of you to be shooting threes for a couple rounds. You know, it's taxing to some degree, like immediately in that moment, but you're not going to feel that the next day. Like if you had just, you know, warmed up for 30 minutes dunking and then got all the way through a dunk competition, like that's going to juice you a little bit. So you started to get stars that didn't really want to do it. They wanted to yeah. rest. And, you know, now that you know, you got into the age where you couldn't, you couldn't really name four of the competitors in the eight man field or whatever it was like that. It, it shifted to where the stars went, which was the three point shootout. I'd imagine. Cause I, when I think about all-star weekend and the change of what it's been, I think about, two things that happen um, in terms of why we've switched from the dunk contest to the, um, to the three point contest as like just um, the event in all-star one, I believe in the mid two thousands, LeBron had a chance to do the dunk contest and he pump faked. He said he was going to do it. Hmm. And he said, um, you know, like, and also like, especially prime LeBron and not even prime, like early LeBron was like the prime candidate for a dunk contest, right? Like star power, um, you know, going to be an icon, um, super athletic. Also won a dunk contest in high school. Like was a McDonald's all American dunk contest winner. So we already knew that he can do that. Also early LeBron, great in game dunker. Just would have just would have would have won it just on narrative alone, right? And he just completely pump faked, and and that's the first thing. And the second thing was, you know, Steph Curry when he went to the three point contest and making that an event, going against um, Clay Thompson for the uh, you know for the title, and you know beating his teammate, but two of the best shooters probably of all time, but definitely of the generation that they're in. Um, I think that that happened. And it was interesting to your point about how much a dunk ta- of a toll that takes on your body going into a dunk contest. I'd imagine that's like playing in a game. 
you know, and right. Like that, I, I'd imagine being in a dunk contest pl- is playing in a game. And in another point to that, like when they were, when LeBron was trying to be in a dunk contest, bro, that they didn't have the break that they have now. The NBA didn't have the long all-star break. It was like, yo, you're going to be in a dunk contest and you're going to play on Tuesday. Like, that's just what's going to happen. You're going to play yeah. throughout the all-star week. So you stars had to be at all-star, but they wanted to get as much of a rest as they could. Is that fair? No, it is fair because I, I you know, again, I've been to all-star weekend as a participant and as a non-participant and even as a non-participant, when you leave that without the extra day's rest and you get back to practice on Monday, you are beat. You're beat. And so, yeah, it's not necessarily the equivalent of playing a game, but being in the dunk competition and expending that type of energy, if you're going to advance in the field is, is a lot more taxing than if you were to do it in the three point shootout. So you're going to feel that in a way that you're not going to feel the three-point shootout. So the other thing that kind of, and I guess it's just human nature, like I find myself sitting there, dunks are immediate. They're, 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 it, the dunk, you gasp and you say, oh shit, and then it's and it's a wrap. You wait for the, the three-point shootout, there's some buildup, there's some anticipation, there's a little bit of drama. Like you're, you're kind of on the edge of your seat waiting to see if this boy's going to get hot to hit the 22, 23. And, you know, there's some, there's some drama to that, which is, which has a little bit more uh, intrigue for me now. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, when they started messing around, I should have, I should have said this. In the last question you asked me, when they started tinkering with the rules, right? And there was a year where they put like a minute on the clock. And this isn't directed at the bird, man, but because I'm sure there were a lot of other brothers that fell in this category, but he's the one that I remember where you took all 45 seconds trying to get it right, 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 trying to get it right. And then at the end, you just had to go up and dunk with like one hand off of two feet. It just it zapped the energy out of it. So you started tinkering. Like, you know, there's a lot of shit with the three-point shootout. I mean, with the dunk competition. Well, also, like, to that point about that Birdman dunk competition, that shows, like, at least there's always the potential in a dunk contest. And I'm not just talking about dunk contests at at All-Star or even college. Like, you know, you go down for, like, the dunk contest in your neighborhood or whatever, right? Or, like, the dunk contest or, like, that's local. They always have a potential to be hella boring. Right. If you like if a if a player just doesn't get a dunk on the first time and he keeps like, oh, wait, 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 hold on. Chill, 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 chill. I'm about to do this again. I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to do this again. Then it's like, yo, man, it's like, all right, I'm checking my phone. Like I'm not wind out of the sails, all wind out of the sails, all wind out of the sails. The thing about the and also, I don't know if it's appreciated in the moment as much how difficult it is to be that athletic and dunk as much as you can if it's not on the first try as it is when you're seeing someone shooting from as far as they're shooting three point shots and it's going in it's cash it's cash it's cash because it's it's showing that like we I think we have more appreciation now for how difficult a three point shot is as a person just to like shoot cuz bro the, the NBA three point line is hella far I know this because someone who is like shot a three point shot in an arena at an NBA game or at an NBA arena, and you're just, it's so far with depth perception, you're in a new arena, like it's very difficult, and I feel like that's more appreciated now than it's ever been. Yeah, the three-point shot, for for those who, you're out there, it's not every fan, but some fans, I you know, these are my guys, the guys that are always like, oh, I could this, that, that, stop it. Um, it is a heavy shot, like that's a, that's a deep ball that you're shooting, um, and what happens- with the in, heavy-ass NBA ball. With that slick leather heavy ball, yeah. Don't come out here with a solution or an evolution or a FIBA. We're talking no. about 
a medicine ball, an old Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, slick. The one signed by David Stern himself. Word. But what, what, what I didn't realize when I was training to go to the three-point competition was how quickly you got to be moving to get those racks completed in the time that you get. And what that did to, to my shot. Like I always felt like I had a semi-quick release off the catch, but having to find that ball on the rack, having to find that ball on the rack, having to find that ball on the rack, get them all up and then get to the next rack. Like it, it was, it wasn't that easy, man. Like there were, I think I might've tried five or six times before I even completed. I was able to, before I was even able to complete all the racks. Wait, so you, you, I mean, you didn't ultimately, uh, go into the three-point contest, but you were selected in All-Star Weekend. Like, you were good to go. Well, you could listen to other episodes and see why you didn't go, but yeah. you didn't end up going. But I'm sure you practiced, like, yeah. in the lead-up. What is practicing for a three-point contest consist of? Because, like, let's be real. And this is something that, like, it's also the give and take of somebody that's going to All-Star Weekend because teams also see it as like an extracurricular. It's like, bro, you ain't really got to do that. You don't really have to go out there, right? And so I say all that to say, when you're practicing for a three-point contest, you're actually putting work to something that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of the season. So like, how do you take it? Is it extra time you put in for the three-point contest? Are you doing it during practice? How do you how do you prepare for it? Well, I, I mean, I actually went the one year and I didn't get to compete. So I, I found it really cool as like a, as a basic NBA level, like Nike. So Nike, all right, this is sidebar. Let's go into like, at the time, I don't know how it works now. When you come into the league, um, every shoe is going to want to provide you footwear if, if you're, you know, kind of playing, right? So like Nike's going to give you shoes. So I was an Under Armour athlete when I got to Philly. Uh, I'm not Under Armour. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and one. And one. Apologies. And one. And uh, when I got to Dallas, I switched to Nike. So it was a matter of my agent calling Nike. Nike was like, cool, we'll send him shoes and so on and so forth. And then like, that's one level, right? I wasn't doing much like it's whatever. And then I started scoring a couple points. In, in Utah or somewhere like that. And I got myself a little, a little Nike deal, which, you know, consisted of a little. Wait, of, hold on. Of, I'm in the bag too. Hold on real quick. So did you get yeah. the Nike deal where it's like the allotment of stuff? Like where you just get like however much money that you can spend or did they give so, you a bag? Like how, how did they, how did, well, how, so, how did they so do it? I had a, a super, a super nice allotment of, of stuff that I could spend on like the Nike website at the time. There's an employee website or at the Nike stores in whatever your town and town is. It's like, like Nike the, the, the gold, like the gold login or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or the employee yep. store when you head out to Portland. But I also got like, I had, you know, I had a little bit of, I had a little bit of chips on the table in terms of a base and then I had stuff built into it. So, you know, uh, team goals, um, individual goals, going to the three point shootout goals. Like there were things like that built into my Nike deal. So I say all of that to say, no, it's not, obviously it's not like a, a, a mega Nike deal. This is like your Shit, bread is bread, your, especially your like, you know, level Nike deal. But like <laughs> people used to live off that Nike gear, bro. People would be like, Hey bro, you still got some of that cop left? Be like, yeah, what you need? Bro, I'll say this real quick. Hey, hold on, bro. I got a quick a Nike employee store story. I got a real quick one. I was in, I was in, um, I mean, shit, man, this is this is the vibe pod, man. You, you guys want to talk about what <laughs> happened in the weekend, league? Go, damn go, it. go, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go listen, go listen to the Amic pod if you want to go to that. <laughs> but like, we're getting the bag right now. So 
I was in a, <laughs> I was in a Portland because I think the the Warriors are playing the Blazers in the Western Conference Finals. It could have been right. that. I think it, it was either that one or a regular season Portland game, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like it was during the Western Conference Finals. But anyway, I went to the Nike employee store because you know, like I know, like. Media members got the plugs too. Okay. We can get an employee right. store as well. So I'm going to employee store, right? And I'm going to check out. And for all the people that don't know, Nike actually, employee store actually has a shipping center that you can ship your, it's kind of expensive. So I, word to the wise, you actually go, if you're somebody like me, you go to the shipping center near your hotel in Portland, not necessarily mm-hmm. the one in Nike, but I'm checking out and I see Draymond Green with a shit ton of shit. Just yeah. like a pile of shit right. <laughs> during, like about at the shipping part of the Nike employee store. And he was like, shit, it's Christmas. <laughs> this is Christmas for the summer. This is, I got to get this motherfucker, I get my kids this shit. I got to get my partner this shit. I got to get my, like just a ton of shit. And I feel like that's every time a player goes to Portland, it's just, it's Christmas. It's just a ton Port- of shit that you're just is, giving to people. Portland is a great town. In like, general, great, off rip, just as, off, as, as, as Portland. Standalone by itself, Portland's a great town. Shout out Cheryl's but, on twelfth. I see but, you. Okay, but add in the the Nike employee store. All right, Adidas used to be there too. When, when we I played, think Adidas I, is still there too. Adidas okay. is still there. But but when you add that into your your like, uh oh, we're going to the employee store. I'm going to tell you to 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 what happened to me. People in my life would know when I was headed out to Portland. So they looked at the schedule. They knew you were going to Portland. So you start getting the random sizes like coming to your phone, like sizes. This is what we got. So I would literally go in there with a checklist of Mm -hmm. people in my life, sizes. And then I started that left-hand corner of the store, right where the women's gear used to be. Yep. And it it was like, you remember the show? uh, It was an old grocery, like a grocery store game where you had to get a grocery grocery store. Where you had to get around that grocery store as fast as you can to find the, the objects. Before Guys, the grocery games. Out. I'm locked in. Bro, dog, we'd be moving around just like that, hustling, trying to get to it. Hey, before it's gone, bro, let me get over here. I go, okay, I got this X, Y, and Z. I need... And so that was a fun time, right? And then you'd have all these bags and you ship them. Also, sometimes the employee store is hit or miss. So if you're an East Coast team, it's like, I'm only in Portland once a year. Come on, bro. Fuck. The worst, if you hit the employee store right after another team was there like the day before and, they're, yep. and they haven't got their, their shipments in. The worst. Yep. It's a waste of a yep. trip. But my favorite time of year was like your deal regenerates or kind of like whatever comp you haven't used the as punishes. of. Yeah. And like, let's say the date was like August 31st, right? Where any comp that I hadn't used off of the, my deal from this year, it's going to expire and it doesn't roll over. So yep. like I'd be sitting at the crib with like X amount of dollars to spend. No Nike town, no, no employee store to go to. The only thing I got is this computer in front of me as a, por- as a portal to kind of spend this, spend this uh, comp. So, you know, I, I would like literally call anybody I, I know that needed like golf clubs or shit, like just random calls and be like, yo, you need some sticks? All right, let me, boom, send them out. Like putting, it, it was just crazy. But Nike as a comp was a complete vibe, bro. One of the hardest parts about retirement for me, Logan, straight up. Bro, I saw you, hold on, bro. I've been meaning to compliment you, bro, because I saw you at the Notre Dame game with some cold ass motherfucking dunks that I ain't never seen before. Nike treated you well, bro. No, no, no. Nike Nike didn't send me those. I had to wait. I was on the sneakers app trying to get those. 
Oh, oh okay. Excuse me. Yeah, my bad. One all of right, the, all right. Now, I can call Nike, and I have called Nike once in a while because I don't like to abuse relationships like that and ask sure, them for something sure. that I know I can't get my hands on. But one of the hardest parts for me about retirement was not having the comp as my boys, right? Because my boys were babies when I was finishing up. Yeah. So they had the coldest footwear because I could just cop them anything with the comp. And then these little jokers got big feet like me. So they went through mm -hmm. boy sizes. Like right when I got out of the league, they were in boy sizes. Two, three years later, they're in men's sizes and I don't got a Nike cop no more. Damn. Damn. That shit Bro. hurt. Bro, <laughs> I remember I saw, I saw, uh, no, the worst part though is, and we're gonna get back to All Star. I promise, I'll tie it together. You know how I do. But anyway, um, I the worst one is when you got like these tall dudes, and you got these people with these big ass feet who were, that you know that Nike doesn't make the shoe for, but they got the one of one very rare ass sneakers mm. that is like a size twenty, bro. Like mm. I saw, I've seen, I saw K, KD had one. Uh, he had like these fucking, was it? They were like some the Virgils, like the one of the Virgil Abloh ones. Yeah. And like LeBron had them too. And that I remember it was like Christmas Day, like 20, I think 17. Them motherfuckers pulled up in them. And I wasn't like, I was in the Lakers locker room and I saw LeBron with the motherfucking Virgils. And I know they didn't come in like a size 18 in real life. And I'm like, so okay, so that's that's a perfect segue back to, to the original thing, right? Because that could be so when I got invited to shoot. Right. I had the little lightweight Nike deal and I go, I do the media and I do all of that. But Nico, Nico Harrison, my dude, Nico Harrison was like, yo, what do you want to shoot in? I was like, mm. what? I'm like, what? I mean, I don't, I wear the 2K4s in the season. He's like, no, 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 no. What do you want to shoot in for all-star? I was like, oh, I get more shit. And so I'm like, yo, phone posits, bro. Phone peas, send them. So boom, phone peas show up with a big luggage bag, Nike bag, full of random shit. Just the flyest shit that nobody had yet, right? Because you're going to be an all-star no participant. Probably no one will have. The average consumer probably won't have. Just because you're an all-star participant. So I was like, obviously, I'm not a major Nike player. So for me, again, that's like Christmas. I was super excited. I didn't shoot and I didn't give any of it back. Forgive me, Nico. But Robert Sarver, and this is to, to your question about how you prepare for it and do you take time to kind of out of practice. I didn't ever took time out of practice. Like I shot, you shot an, uh, a ton of shots in a Mike D'Antoni practice. But I would ask you know some of the staff to help me prepare for it after practice and then some days i take my wife in the gym and she'd move the racks around like because you don't have like five racks sitting around an nba gym you typically you have a have shooting two. gun around that time like what how does that work or is, is is wifey passing it to you or is like a staff member passing you the ball like how do you how do you who rebounds for you the thing about a gun is it's going to keep throwing you the ball and that's not yeah, you that's have true. to learn how to pick it up you know, and run around the rack. So you have to have multiple people there, like rebounding, putting the balls back on that rack, and then hustling to get the rack over to the next spot. So, so you got two racks or three if your team has three racks, and you're you're constantly rebounding them, loading them back on a rack, and then moving them further ahead in in the uh, in the sequence so that I could get to them. So I would do that after practice, and um, I felt kind of a responsibility. Robert Sarver didn't pressure me at all, but there was pride attached to having multiple participants in the all-star game for an organization, right? As the Suns, you know, as someone that represented the Suns and bled orange and, and, and purple, like I was proud to go out and represent Steve Nash was there. Sean Marion was there. Like, 
you know, I don't, I don't remember if Amari was hurt that year, but like, it was kind of like a feather in the cap of an organization to be like, yo, we got people competing in everything. And so, you know, I was proud. I was proud to have, to have gone. I really, the sidebar to that story is Jason Capono was the alternate that filled in for me and he won it that year. What all-star, what all-star game was this? Was this, uh, Houston. Oh, so oh five oh six. Okay, yeah, Houston. That. And then I declined the next year. I had a little knee. I had a little knee thing going on, and I needed the rest. But but it was a really cool vibe. Nike was a hella blessings from Nike, and uh, yeah, you do feel you, you you do feel like you know there's some pride attached to it. At least a guy who doesn't get asked all the time to go. Like I was proud to get a shot to go. I wanted to put on for for the Suns and for the Valley, and and uh, you know the work came after practice. Like and a lot of people had to help you to get that work in. All-Star Weekend, and I've only been like once. I've been I've only been to All-Star Weekend once, and that was in 2000 when it was in Oakland, and I went to the All-Star game. I was six. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was a youngin'. Um, <laughs> oh, but, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. But the way you describe it, and all my, like, all my homies have gone, I, like, I've been around it and everything like that, and I've been around people that have gone and their experiences through that. I usually, full transparency, I usually take all-star weekend off that's when i go to somewhere where there's sunshine you know the last right. the last all-star weekend i went to i mean all-star weekend like pre-covid i was in san diego at the beach chilling bro like i was not worried about anything going on in that cold right. ass town of chicago and so but what i noticed is it's like it seems like seems like vegas like an else like a cousin of summer league where even if you don't do anything you're tired as hell like to your point, right? There's always something to do, even if you're just lounging and like kicking it or like just going to a party or like not even going to a party, going to an event. It's taxing. Can you give me an idea of like what that is? What what are what's what is All-Star Weekend like? What are you trying to get into? How are you weighing? I'm going to this party versus this party or like this. Let me let's get into your bag, Raja. What 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 are we doing? What's All-Star Weekend like? What where are, we, where are we going? I I was at two All-Star Weekends. Like one was my second year in the league. It came to Philly. So that would be the year after, I think the, the year you're talking about, right? So that would yeah, be yeah. like oh one, oh two. It came to Philly. As a young Tim's and Averex jacketed uh <laughs> Wow. Inichi sweats like Ooh. velour uh with 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 the with the Mitchell and Ness on, uh I was for everything. Whatever I could get to, I'm talking about like, yeah, let me get the paid appearance to uh, sign some cards. Like I, I jumped two of those off real quick. I hit this, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on around the, uh, the venue of the actual, you know, all-star events. Right. So you could get two or three little paid appearances to go sign autographs and do that kind of stuff. So I, let me get those. And then, and then, you know, there's parties everywhere. Like you got a NBA players association party. That's big. You got a, creative arts agency party that's big you got you know like all kind of sponsors that have these huge parties so you're starting to get the pulse early in the night of like yo where's everybody going like which one of these is going to be so in philly i took the route of i'm going to hit them all i'm going to try to get to every party we started what at the are you gallery. thinking bro you like i might not be here again dog oh, let's, yes, just, let's turn is, up let's absolutely, turn the fuck bro. up <laughs> i gotta get it all right now so uh, you know we're starting off at the galleria mall now Philly. Now here's the deal. Why are you Philly, always at the mall, bro? Like, I, there's this like the third story on this pod that you and like this calendar <laughs> year that you have talked about going to a mall during your Philly tenure, bro. Was that what the fuck? I like a nice mall. This was a party though at the mall. They took they rented out the whole Galleria Mall for this party. 
So what? Yes, dog. I'm at the Galleria Mall for the party. This one isn't really hitting like it's supposed to. So we hop in the limo, right? And unfortunately, Philly with all its one ways is not set up or was not set up for for the for the traffic that comes with that amount of people in that northeast region descending on one town. Do you know what sure, I'm saying? Sure, you got Boston's, so, you got New York, you got DC, oh, everywhere bro. is going everyone's going there. So yep. so you get in the limo and what should be like a 15 minute ride turns into like an hour and a half ride, which was one of my biggest beefs about All-Star weekend. But boom, we're now over at the Players Association party over, you know, I think in North Philly by Temple University. That's popping. A lot of stars in that in that spot. Like there are a lot of people that you need to see having a ball, like living our best lives. But now you got to check the clock because it's getting, it's getting to the wee hours and we still got to hit CAA. So now it's back in the limo. Where are you, 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 you signed with CAA? I was not signed with CAA. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I was like, damn. Okay. Ra. <laughs> no, but these are the parties that, that you have to get to. And I guess, you know, as I'm telling this story, trying to make it interesting, the bottom line is you're just trying to get to as many events as you can as a young second year in the league type of player. So that was, that was my goal. The next day, um, you know, uh, I had, I, I didn't even go, I didn't even go to any events cause I was so wiped out. So I didn't go to the dunk competition. I didn't go to the three point shootout. I watched all that shit on TV. And then on practice on Monday, I was dog shit. Cause I was, I was just awful. <laughs> yeah, what, did, so what did Larry Brown say when you came out and you, you, and he knew that she was out this whole time, you know, Larry is like, he's probably locked in. What did he say to your ass when you get back into the gym looking like shit? Um, he didn't say anything to me that night, but Larry Brown said to me once, um, he, he said, I had been out with Matt Geiger somewhere in Shout Philly. out Matt Geiger who, who, uh, kept AI in, in Philly. A lot of people don't know that story, but shout out to Matt Geiger. Matt Geiger is my guy, man. So like we, we had been out just doing what you do. Like Matt Geiger was one of my vets, bro. He was taking me and putting me on, showing me places and, and, uh, introducing me to folks. And so, <clears throat> Larry Brown, I had not been living up to expectation, right? Coming off of the finals. And Were you feeling yourself, bro? Well, not really. I mean, but like, in, in, I didn't think I was necessarily better than I was, but I'm in Philly. I'm on an NBA team. I'm not about to sit in my, in my apartment every night. I have no game film to study. So like, I'm, somebody calls me and says, you want to go to dinner? I'm out. So I'm out, but I'm not playing well. Like Larry Brown thought I should be better at this point than I was. And so he ran up on me in practice one day as we were stretching. And he said, where were you last night? I'm like, what? What do you mean? I'm obviously not going to self-incriminate. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, uh, yeah, I, I heard you're out with Matt. You know, you've been out with Matt Geiger. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we went out. And he was like, he looked at me and he said, uh, you are not Matt Geiger and your contract situation is not Matt Geiger's. And I said, wow. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair. So it was my caution from, from Larry Brown. Hey, I know no. what's going on in this town and you do not need bro. to be out in these streets like you are, bro. Bro, that sh that, I got two stories on that one. I remember that reminded me of, um, we were, I was covering the Warriors and uh, a player had missed a practice. I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to, sure. um, I don't want to, a player had missed like optional workouts, right? And said player said, yo, man, it's a day off. Like, why why I got to come in? Like, such and such is not coming in or whatever. Like, it's just a day off for the team. And Steve, to the press, said, because <laughs> he relayed the story to the press, he was like, you are not Steph Curry. You are not Andre Iguodala. You are not Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. 
you get your ass in the gym. <laughs> and that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, bro. But another thing, though, I got a question for it. This leads to my second question. I was listening to this podcast, one of my favorites, and I got to shout it out. It's called Quest Love Supreme. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite podcasts, if not my favorite podcast that I listen to. And um, they had Chris Rock on. Hey, Chris Rock is talking about how he went to a party, I think, with Mike Tyson. And yeah. which sounds like wild as fuck. Which sounds yeah. like, like a time, right? And he's in, I think it's like in New Jersey or something. And um, Keyshawn Johnson was there. This is a story that Chris Rock tells. <laughs> and out of nowhere, Bill Belichick walks into the room. It says, y'all motherfuckers got a game tomorrow. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so how I asked I tell that story to ask this question. Like, how much does a coach have a pulse on his team to know where they at, what they're doing, and when do they get to a point where it's like, nah, motherfucker, you come here. It's no beef. Bring ass in. You got a fucking game tomorrow. I yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um it's it sounds it's I think it all depends on how many you like you like Game of Thrones, right? We're Game of Thrones fans, right? I mean, I ain't never watched it, but go ahead. Oh, well, for anyone who listens, it's little birds, bro. How many little birds you got? Like how many little birds are are things out there that come back to you with information? You let them go, you let them fly mm. out. Nobody even notices them because they're little birds out there, but they're just collecting information. You, if you're in the league long enough, you know where the little birds are. That's when you like, when you see the little bird in the spot, you're like, oh, it's time to go. It's time yeah, to get but, out Yeah, but coaches, coaches and organizations like you know, there's certain people that, that are tasked with like, just keeping, keeping an eye and tabs. Like everyone's got security, dude. And most really good players, they roll with the team security. Right. Yeah. So, it, you know, like, I mean, you're going to have a, you're going to have some idea of what's going on anyway, because security is there, but some coaches just have, they got birds, bro. So they could, they, they, Hey, Bill, I don't know what's going on, but Logan and Raja are over here, and then and then Bill and Logan and Raja are probably uh, over there. Just, just that's right, <laughs> that's right. So, but now, all right. So, let me take you to the next. So, that was my experience with the first All Star Weekend. Was I'm here for all of it. I want to get as much in as I can. Like, you were here I'm for not, the vibes, huh? I'm not even saving anything to show up at the events on Sunday, bro. I need that. I need it all. So, my next, my next uh, experience, and after that one, I didn't want to go to anymore because I was like, yo, there's, I mean. There's, there's nothing going on there, but, but, but tiredness, right. And you got to be back to work on Monday. But when I went to shoot and I was going to compete on Sunday, it was way more like laid back and mellow. You get there, um, you try to have yourself, uh, you know, a, a nice meal. Like you, you got some friends that are there that are competing too. You guys might hit something and have a couple drinks, um, yeah. you know, and just low key vibe for a bit. But, uh, it's about the meal. It's about a few drinks. And then it's about, you know, getting some rest. You got media. You got a lot of stuff that's pulling at you on that weekend. See, it's not just the physical, but you don't get the emotional break when you're participating in it because you're still doing media. You know, you, you, you still got to meet all these, these, uh, these requirements in terms of availability and, and, and time and so on and so forth. And, and so you really just, it's just another day in the life of the NBA, you know, athlete, you don't get the break that it is supposed to be because you're still on a job. Yikes. So the second one, did you, did you, what did you do the second one? Did you even get there to do anything? Did you, yeah, did, or yeah, did you yeah, just I was, keep it? I was, did you get dinner? Like, what did you do? I was there. Um, I think I did. I think I did dinner. I was so tired when I got there the second time that I did dinner in the room, um, room oh, service damn. and, and a movie dog, like the first night, like I was, you know, I was playing a lot of minutes in Phoenix, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I was room service in a movie. And then 
the next day we had all the the media availability. We were going to hit the streets that night a little bit, like dinner, go out. You know, I think Tony Tony Parker was there and Boris was there, and you know, we were going to go out and have a good time, light lightweight before before the events popped off the next day. But but uh, I didn't even get to do any of that because I got the call f- from my wife and I was having to get out of town. So I feel like as a the, your NBA career, it starts off as like a shot of Hennessy straight, right? That's what it yeah. is, right? <laughs> and as you go along, you evolve. You go to the little, your little mixed drinks bag. And then when you get to a certain point, it's just like, I got my rosé, right? I got my rosé and I got that. And I just got like a chill, just vibe, just to carry me through the night, right? Is that, am I, is that fair? Is that how we go? Is that, is that what we're, is that, is that, is that, is that an NBA career? Is that the good way to do an NBA career? You just like, you're going really, really, really hard. And then, you know, you just kind of coast, you know, you kind of pick your spots. You're like Jordan in the post in like 97. You know what I'm saying? You're just like with anything, man, like you're really excited when you're first living your dream, man. Like you're really excited. Stuff's happening fast. You're jumping on all the pump fakes when you're 21. Yeah. Like you just, you know, you know, I want to, I want to experience it. So yeah, you were, you were, you were doing it. But, but again, at that point in my career, like I can only speak for me, like I wasn't having to produce on the court. Yeah. So, you know, treating my body the right way and getting sufficient sleep and all of that wasn't, wasn't as critical to like team success or, you know, if I were dialed in, I would have realized at the time what it was doing and the correlation between my success on the court. Um, but you know, as you, as your body starts to be put through the ringer of what is NBA seasons, like, bro, you, you, you trying to get some rest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm getting room service, dog. I'm going to bed. Hey man, everybody know I'm room service poppy, bro. I ain't re- I'm not fucking around, dog. Or I'm going down to the restaurant in the hotel, bro. Like I'm not leaving. If I'm in your city, dog, I gotta really love you to just be fucking going out the way to come see you, dog. Like straight up. Listen, there were <laughs> some of my Portland was one of these spots for me. Like there was a nice, it was a nice restaurant. I forget the name of it. It would be right across from where we were staying. You at the nines? We were at the nines back then. Yeah, yeah. The Portland, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there was a nice. Uh, I would go. I was good for finding like. I love Italian food. So like your, your best Italian restaurant in the area, get with the concierge. Like if I wasn't going to do room service and I'd be a one man show over there. Hey, Steve and I used to go to dinner a lot, but on the nights where we didn't, like I'm a one man show. I'll sit at your bar, just Dog. eat, hang out, Bro. have a couple glasses of wine. You know what I mean? And <laughs> take the, the greatest minute, dog. Take the walk like, back to the hotel. I'm straight. Dog. When I'm on the road, man, I was in Baltimore for a story for when I, I wrote, I was in Mark, I was in Baltimore for a week and it was like the, the Ravens facility is just like kind of out the way. It's called this place called Owen Mills. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you like, if nope. you know, but it's like out the way it's, a, it's, it's like a sleepy town, bro. But they had this bomb ass Marriott there and man, they, it was like during the beginning of the regular se- the NBA season, regular season, like around, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever, bro. I just sat in my little corner, dog, got my little food in the, like the restaurant area, put on a podcast, you know what I'm uh, saying? And uh, put on like a vibey playlist, dog, have my rosé, have my <laughs> little food. You get a little like twisted, but not that much. And then you just go on up and just, you know, just go to sleep, dog. It's nothing more than that. That's also more fulfilling than when like, you know, the 21 year old days where you just out here mobbing. And the headache that is the next day with that is not, is not, no, no, I'm good. It's not great.
This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man. I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Bet the NBA on TNT with no sweat same game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you will get bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't hit. NBA same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays already made for you in the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Let me tell y'all what I'm about to be betting on tonight. Bucks, Bulls. That's interesting. It's at the United Center. You don't know if the starters are going to be playing. I think I'm going to take the Bulls winning and I'm going to take the over. Why not? And then the nightcap is Clippers Suns. I don't know what's going on in that matchup or who is even starting, but I'm going to pick the Suns and I'm going to take the over. However you want to play, you can bet the NBA on TNT every Thursday night with a no sweat same game parlay. Just head to FanDuel.com backslash Ringer NBA and download FanDuel today to get in on the action. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as a non-interrupt free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-0-STOP Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 New York 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia With the premise that neither one of us have an idea of what the hell is going to happen and we haven't watched <laughs> a lot of these players so I just really want to do I want to see where this goes let's see where this goes uh, I want to do like quick predictions okay first we're going to go we're going to go with the dunk contest because I don't know how much you know of these players that you've watched, I don't know how much you've been watching Jericho Sims. Shout out to Jericho Sims from the Knicks. Um, but we're gonna these are these are the contestants, and I'm gonna we're gonna predict who's gonna go into the second round and ultimately win it. And I, I haven't watched much of these guys except for Trey Murphy the third. Um, so we're gonna go with first Kenyon Martin Jr. What is he going to do? Where is he go? Is he going to the second round? Kenyon Martin Jr. Um, uh, yeah, I saw him at Sierra Canyon. I think he could ball. So let's, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go well, I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna, the crazy part is it's got nothing. I mean, I mean, you're just this is what's so funny. This is what the vibe is. Let's I don't do know, it. bro. Let's, I don't know. Let's go. Yes or no? Yes or yes. no? You gonna do it? Yes. yes. How okay. many participants are there this year? What is There's the four. Format? There's four participants. 
I don't even know. The, I, 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 we're just vibing right now. We're just figuring Let's it go. out before we get to real one of the week. All Let's right. Um, you got Kenyon Martin Jr. going into the second round. We got Mac McClung from the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't think he's going. I don't even. I don't think he's yes. going in the second round. Yes, he's going to the second Wait, round. Give me the four participants. Let's do it like this. Give me the four participants. So when you get to him, I get. All right. Kenyon Martin Jr., Mac McClung, Trey Murphy, the third, Jericho Sims. I don't know none of I don't know none of them. All right, so I'm gonna pick dog. This was the point. This is why this is why we're doing it. Just so we I can know. just pick and just see what happens. Right. And then when you when you with your homies watching the games or watching the duck cuts, like, oh, I picked him. You can just yep. do that, bro. That's what, yep. that's what we're Let's at. Let's do it. All right, my bad. So I'm Mac sorry. McClung, where do you have where do you have him going? You have him going the second round? See, here's the thing about Mac McClung. I know Mac McClung because he was like viral, like when he was in high school and stuff, and then he was at Georgetown, which was like my my all time favorite school. So I know Mac McClung a little bit. He is, uh, how do I want to, he is not your normal dunk competition participant, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think he gets through because he, he, he got a lot, he got a lot of shit with him too. And I think you couple the, the height, the, not the normal, like, uh, 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 demo for the dunk competition and the fact that he got stupid bounce and a lot of shit with him. I, yeah, I think he gets in there. All right. Shout out Mac McClellan. Um, you got him going to the second round. Trey Murphy the third. Honestly, my favorite to win it all. I think Trey Murphy is gonna win it all. I saw him play in New Orleans a couple of times. Has stupid bounce, bro. Stupid bounce. Yeah, really great. Keep, yeah. He's, so I'm gonna he's my winner. But do you have him going? Like, what do you well so he can't by the fact that I picked the first two, they he can't go. But let me get rid of Kenyon Martin Jr. and I'm gonna go with Mac McClung and and Trey Murphy the third too. Okay, shout out Jericho Sims. Okay, we're out of the dunk contest. We're so, out of the right, dunk contest. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. I think Mac McClung might win it, though. I think I got Trey, Mur- I got Trey Murphy to third. I'm going to say I got Trey Murphy to third. Um, I'm just going to give you the three-point competition. We're going to see who, just say who wins. Okay, so Tyrese Halliburton, Tyler Hero, Buddy Heald, Kevin Herter, Dame Lillard, Lori Marketing, Anthony Simons, two... Portland Trailblazers um, for a team that is not as good as what you think. But they have two great shooters. And Jason Tatum. I know who I'm picking, bro. I'm picking Buddy Heald. This, I, this, that's where we're at. I'm going to pick Buddy Heald. I've seen enough of a sample size to know that he is the perfect type of three-point shooter for a three-point competition. Now, Jason Tatum is the, the biggest name, right? But there's a difference between a guy that can shoot threes in a game off the dribble versus someone who's picking it up off the the basket. And I don't know if Jason Tatum can do that and has made that adjustment or has had the time to put in the work that is required for a three-point competition. And I'm going to Buddy Hield against the field, which includes Damian Lillard. And I think I'm going back on my word on that. I would never go against Damian Lillard in anything. Yeah. I'm going to go with Buddy Hield on this one. I think that's who I'm going with. Cause I just think that he can, I, I just think there's the greatest game for this type of format. I like your breakdown. I do. I like your breakdown. Shooting is funny though, because you ain't got to be the best shooter to win that. You just got to be hot that night. Yup. Do you know what I mean? Like you just, you got to be hot um, and, and get in your, and, and get in your zone. Um, I like Buddy Heald. I do. I think Buddy Heald is, is, is uniquely like put together up top, you know, in the, in the head for something like this. Like he's, and, and his, his shot itself is set up for it. I would I would take a flyer too if I had to take two other names. I'd probably take a flyer on Tyler Hero. Mm. I take a flyer on Tyler Hero, and I am with you on on Dame. Like, has Dame won it ever? I don't know. I think I think Dame's been in it a couple of times. I think he could. He's my he could be my dark horse though. Like, I would not be surprised if Dame won it. I don't think he's won it, and I I think 
you know, I think it, it might mean something to win it since he's never won it. Can you dig what I'm saying? So those would be my three. Yeah. I think Buddy Heald is my favorite like like you, but uh, maybe second favorite is is Dame, and then my dark horse is Tyler Hero. Uh, yeah, I like this this crop, but I think like Tyrese Halliburton and Jason Tatum are just going to be like, I think they're going to be quick exits, man. Tyrese Halliburton, great three-point shooter, but like his release is like hella slow, and you need a quick release when you're coming off of the... Uh, you know when you're when you're when you're taking it off the rack, and then the Jason Tatum thing. We'll see. Yeah. I got I got um I got Buddy Hill winning all my dark horses. Dave Lillard. Do you got who do you have winning it all again? I got Buddy Hill. I like Buddy, Buddy Hill. And your dark yep. horse is Tyler Hero. Okay, Tyler Hero. Correct. All right. Before we get out of here, let's do a little segment we like to call Real One of the Week, where we point out a person, organization, or entity that won the week. I'm gonna go last, Roger, because I just feel like mine. You get mad at mine when I go first, and I just do like an out of pocket one, and then you're like, okay, how do I follow that up? So. I'm going to go with you. You go first. Um, yeah, it's going to be Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Eric Bieniemy, the rest of the crew, and the Kansas City Chiefs, bro. Super Bowl champs. Um, I mean, I think that says that says it all, but I would just say after losing Tyreek Hill last year, there were a lot of people that were writing them off, uh, saying that without that deep threat, going to have to learn how to play another way. Defenses are going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And they did it. I got to give them love. Kansas City Chiefs as an organization. Okay. that's You sound like Travis Kelsey on the thing. It's like, bro, like you still have fucking Pat Mahomes. Like, Pat Mahomes is the cheat code. But for sure. I mean, Pat yeah. Mahomes, and it was going, not my real one, but he was going to be my, like, my, my co-real one. My real one of the week. None other than the Queen Rihanna, bro. Did you see mm. the halftime show, bro? Did mm-hmm. you see that shit? I mm-hmm. was so engulfed in just the theater of it all. She was like fucking 700 feet in the air, fucking doing yeah. diamonds. I was so enthralled with all of that that I didn't even realize she was pregnant, bro. I didn't even realize it you until like it? fucking... I didn't, bro. Like, I was not... Listen, as soon as she... she she's a great real one because it was dope. But as soon as she got up there... The whole crib, like we had, we had a few people over and, you know, we had some of, some of my wife's friends weren't even tuned into the game. Like they had their back to the game behind me. And then when Riri came on, everyone comes over to the couch, right? So we had everybody locked in for halftime and immediately what started pulsing around our house was she's not even really dancing. She got a little baby. She got a little bump. And then people started doing the math on my wife's like, oh, she just, she gave birth like not too long ago. I'm like, nah, nah. She looks, she might be, and she's not really yeah. dancing. And so it was a whole halftime conversation for us. I feel you. I just, I, I was just like, bro, I love Rihanna. And I was just engulfed in the fact that Rihanna was doing the Super Bowl, bro. I was not even like paying it. T- and then I got an alert on my phone, like, oh shit, she was pregnant. And then I text all the partners in the group chat and I'm like, she pregnant? They're like, duh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but shout out Rihanna, bro. Shout we ain't never to get Rihanna. a tour again, bro. She just did that. Just we're never going to get a tour. Shout out to right. her. Shout out to to uh to Rocky. Shout out to the new baby, bro. But like That's real right. one, because that was one of the greatest uh football halftime performances, Super Bowl halftime performances I've ever seen, bro. And it's it's up there with Beyonce and Michael Jackson and like all of the ones and a prince. It's up there with all of those. Bro, she did shine bright like a diamond and she was, go- it looked like she was going to heaven, bro. Did you see that <laughs> shit, dog? Like, she, like, I was scared as shit just seeing how far up uh, fr- over the field she was, dog. Yes. <laughs> like, it was insane. Yes. All right, Rihanna, real one of the week, man. Well, um, that has been our all-star vibes edition of real ones. Um, we will see you guys next Thursday. Um, 
I'm headed to uh, I'm headed to Salt Lake tomorrow. So I'll see all my, my real ones out there. I miss Ra. And uh, we'll see you next week, dog. Man, I spent another edition of Real Ones, man. Tap in. Holla.